0: Welcome back to the program. We have a massive day of football over there in the US. It's Thanksgiving, three games, uh, upwards of 35 million people on average will be watching these games. It's quite incredible. We've had a shock result already to get the good oil on the inside. We go to Laurie Horish. He is an NFL expert for ESPN. He's on the line. G'day, Laurie.
1: Great to be back on with you.
0: Yeah, thanks for your time, mate. Let's go to the game that's in action now. Um... 14-3, the 49ers are up. Christian McCaffrey's got himself another touchdown. So he well and truly comes into the conversation around this MVP as well. How have you seen the first, well, what have we got? The first quarter and a half of this?
1: The 49ers had a good time moving the ball up and down the field. I'll credit the Seattle Seahawks after the opening drive where really the 49ers made it look far too easy. They have stiffened up on defense a little bit and forced at least some stops here. For the Seattle Seahawks, they're going to need some big plays to hit. And we just saw what it's felt like so far for them in that they had a big return earlier in this game all the way into plus territory, unable to move the ball, kick a field goal. They have a big play down the sideline to DK Metcalf, hauls it in for what would have looked like about a 30 or 40-yard gain down the sideline, currently his feet in bounds, the next play on third down to completion. He tries to use that big hulking frame to convert, and he stopped the yard short, and we're giving the ball back to this 49ers loaded offense. So, The Seahawks haven't been able to keep pace, haven't had a couple of little details go the right way to extend drives and keep the ball in hand. If you keep giving Brock Purdy, you mentioned Christian McCaffrey, all the talent on the offensive side of things, not to mention Carl Shanahan, uh, possession and opportunity, they will make it count once we see that again in the shadow of the goalpost here threatening to stretch this out beyond a two-score game.
0: Uh, Laurie, I saw your tweet about the, the fans rushing in to AT&T Stadium there at uh, Arlington. The Cowboys get it done. I call them the flat-track bullies. Dak Prescott with four touchdown passes. What was? Give us the inside story on the Cowboys' big win over the Commanders, 45-10. to
1: 10. I don't think it's an unfair criticism to say that they're flat-track bullies because that's what the record shows. They do what good teams do. Good teams beat bad teams. What great teams do is beat good teams. And they challenge other great teams. And the Cowboys in their two biggest tests so far this season against the Philadelphia Eagles, and particularly the San Francisco 49ers, they came up short. Now, against the Eagles, they played well. You could argue that they were the better team on the field, but they didn't come away with the Chockeys. Against the 49ers, the team that's ended their season in multiple playoff campaigns in a row now, they got thoroughly handled. The Cowboys, they were utterly dominant. Dak Prescott is playing fantastic football. It's not against the best opposition. Um, Even that... If you're pointing to the Philadelphia Eagles team, I think the weakness on any side of the ball for them is probably their past defense, and Dak looked comfortable against them in that contest. But, but the Commanders are a team in strife. There's a chance we could see a head coaching change there with the time finally coming up for Ron Rivera there in Washington. But the Cowboys, I think, if you're looking for substantive things to take away, one, Deron Bland makes NFL history. He has his fifth pick six of the season, the first player who ever reached that mark inside a single season. He has seven interceptions on the year. He has 12 since entering the league as a rookie last year. Uh, So that's obviously a moment in history that's going to... It doesn't matter who you're playing there. You're able to pull that off at this point of the season. That's quite remarkable. And they're starting to see some positive things from Tony Pollard in the offensive line up front. But yeah, Dak is playing very confident football. But how we define the Cowboys and whether there's any changing narrative around these guys can actually hang with the true contenders, or these. Or Dak Prescott is truly an MVP candidate, is in the next five weeks. They welcome mm. the Seattle Seahawks next week, then they have the Eagles coming to town, then they have two road games in a row against the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and then they welcome the Detroit Lions, a little bit sleepy Lions at the moment, uh, just around the holiday period as well. So those five games, that's where we learn exactly how good this Cowboys team is or isn't.
0: All right, before we get to the Packers and the Lions today, Chargers v. Ravens is a big one. You talk about coaching changes. Brandon Staley is under enormous pressure, the coach of the Chargers. Do you anticipate if there's a loss here, it's a strong Baltimore side, that there, there could be a change from the Chargers?
1: Yeah, the pressure's massively building there for the Chargers. Brandon Staley came into that job as a heralded young defensive mind, and he spoke really well at press conferences. He had insightful things to say, and he had the media on side for sure. What we've seen recently, though, we've seen the frustrations building. We've seen him you know, get quite you know, snippy and short with some of his answers in a recent press conference yeah. after the latest defeat. I think the Ravens overpowered them. Even without Mark Andrews, this tight end, who might be out for the season, or maybe if the Ravens make a deep play off front, John Harbor entered, he could make a return. I think the Ravens are too strong on the offensive line. The defense is fantastic. Lamar Jackson, another true MVP consideration. Uh, and I think... Mm. While Zay Flowers flashed early in the season with some explosive rookie deuce at the receiver position, Odell Beckham Jr., just quietly over the last couple of weeks has really started to show the legs appear to be getting back under him. And if you think, okay, you lose Mark Andrews, big body tight end, operates in the middle of the field, someone else, while well, it's not the same type of physicality, someone else who has made headlines working over the middle of the field and taking taking the ball to the house is Odell Beckham Jr. We've seen that last couple of weeks. He could really step up into a big role, but no, I think it's more pain for the Chargers. And we could be talking about Brandon Staley in the hot seat um, that is the Chargers head coaching job once again in a couple of days.
0: Mm, interesting. I, I said earlier, and Laurie, you might be able to confirm or or disagree, but the 29-22 scoreline is not reflective of how dominant Green Bay were. Another really good performance from Jordan Love, and if you're a Detroit fan, are you getting a little nervous? Of getting, you know, getting a little shaky at your back end of the season.
1: If you're stepping back holistically as a Detroit Lions fan, you'd be happy with how we're going. After all the pain over the years, we're eight. Even after this loss, we're eight and three. But yeah, when the, the Detroit Lions, the defense in particular, has been on the slide lately. They've given up 26 or more points in four of their last five outings. The one game that they didn't. Against the Las Vegas Raiders, and you don't need to be a football scientist to know that the Las Vegas Raiders—not the most potent team—you're going to come up against. No offense yes. to the Raiders fans listening here, or I know a couple of them that are mates uh, that I might get a text message from after saying that. Jordan Love really promising though. You mentioned it there. Jordan Love, another strong game in his last four. He's got eight touchdowns against just two interceptions. He's routinely completing above 65, around 70% of his passes. The man has undoubted physical talent. He looks more composed. He's reading it really well. He's adjusting to pressure as well. So a lot of promising signs of Packers fans. This isn't going to end. This season, I would be stunned if it ends in a deep playoff run that you may be accustomed to over the decades of Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre football, but really positive going into 2024 that Jordan Love is... Acclimating so well, thriving with some of his young receivers. We've seen Christian Watson burst to the floor as well after a slow start to his campaign. So, good vibes for the Packers. Lions worried about the defense, worried about these slow starts.
0: Just on Jordan Love, the fact that he's healthy and he's playing is big. We've had a lot of games this year that are unders. There's lots of reasons why, and everyone's got their own theory about it. But one of the things that struck me, and it seems quite obvious now, there's over, if you look at it, over a billion dollars worth of quarterback talent that's not playing at the moment. And obviously different length of contract, but headlined by Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow and Aaron Rodgers. Is, do you think that's the overriding reason for these low-scoring games? We've just got too many inexperienced quarterbacks there. Or is there more to it, Laurie?
1: I mean, look, anytime you're setting a record with 10 rookies getting a quarterback start, I think it was when uh, when DeVito got the run, his first official start for the New York Giants. That's certainly going to impact offensive scoring. But it's been some really good discussions. And I'll, I'll be wary of getting too into the football weeds. But Mita Kimes and Danilowski, uh and Ryan Clark. I had a really good conversation about it on ESPN last week. This is concept of simulated pressures that has really been one of the themes for defense in the league. Each year, we have different things that come on. Oh, it's the RPO. Oh, It's heavy play action. We have themes to what happens in the football world and and what's trendy. And simulated pressures, which basically means you can see the 49ers are doing it uh, less so than other teams, but even a 49ers team with a talented defensive front, as they have with four are doing it where you load up a bunch of bodies near the line of scrimmage, you pull some guys back, and you send your traditional number three or four defensive linemen or three or four rushes after the quarterback. It looks like you might send the house, you might send six or seven guys herring after a quarterback, but basically just confuses the quarterback. It makes them pause. It doesn't give them a clean read for what the defense is showing them before the snap. So it just makes you hesitate. And in any sport, when you ball carry, your decision maker has to hesitate. That's a positive for the defense. So that's what this kind of concept of simulated pressures, which we're seeing more and more, does in the NFL. It mugs up. It confuses what a quarterback's read is. It makes them hold on just for a second. It confuses where the pressure's going to come from as well. So it just throws you off kilter a little bit. And look, this is the first time we've seen offensive scoring has been an eruption over the past decade or so. It's consistently mm-hmm. been climbing more than that since the Peyton Manning year, really, since we saw such a revolution at the quarterback position and, and offensive scoring. Yeah, This is the first uh, that, time defenses are, are fighting back and dictating terms.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. That is interesting. Lots of um, interesting games coming up too, to complete week 12, uh, including a unique Black Friday game where. The Dolphins head up to New York. Is there any tip that you can give for the listeners, Laurie, that might be interested in having a little flutter across the NFL this weekend?
1: Oof! If I'm looking across the board at, at, at a game that, that that does jump out to me, I would say I really hate to heap on the Bengals, but with with what's gone on at quarterback there with Joe Burrow, the Steelers that defense has a, has had some fortuitous matchups against backup quarterbacks. I'm not a big fan of the way the Steelers try uh, a, a game plan to get wins, but I would lean towards the Steelers getting uh, a victory there over the Bengals, who are just during the tough spot. And I think, as talented as that Jets defense is, um, and and as, as as professional as they've been, and as frustrating as they they have, must have felt with what has gone on on offense, I'm definitely leaning towards the Dolphins. And I think we could have uh, to a and that Miami skill position arsenal that they do have there. Uh, when you look at the wide receiver spot and the running back, I think they could have quite a day really overmatched and we could see those frustrations which you completely understand for Jets defenders who are playing good ball with getting no help on the other side. Even with a quarterback change there for New York, I think this could be quite a nice showing for the, uh, for the Dolphins' offense there uh, and, and really kind of remind everybody the threat that they pose as we get down to this post-Thanksgiving run uh, towards the playoffs.
0: Yeah, that's the problem with the New York Jets defence, right? They get to do it so much because they're on the field so much, um, which is making it tough for everyone. Uh, as always, Laurie, outstanding with your knowledge. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for that. And enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend of NFL. Oh, well,
1: Thanks very much for having me on.
0: Uh, Laurie Horish there from ESPN. Knows his footy inside and out. So if you're interested in that, the Steelers, head-to-head, they are on top sport, $1.75. And that is uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals, who know Joe Burrow. We know that. The other game that Laurie looked at there was the uh, Miami Dolphins. who think they do it easy in New York. Uh, minus 10 is uh, 2 dollars and two. That's at topsport.com.au. All right, let's get ourselves to a break. Lots of text messages coming in there. We'll get to those as well. And we'll also have Afternoons Amplified with Coach K. Stick around.